Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. What is up? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. Today's guest is a top real estate agent in Southern California. He's a YouTube figure, real estate investor, coach. He travels and speaks all over. And last but not least, he's a real estate investor and entrepreneur all that good stuff. Brian, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? doing fantastic, brother. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here and excited to give some knowledge. Yeah, we connected on a call uh, not too long ago through a mastermind with uh, Travis Chapel, and and you uh, you definitely uh, introduced some new things to me about being you know being yourself and some things that really just stuck out to me. And I was like, oh man, who who better to have on my show next than than you? So. It's uh, definitely definitely an exciting time. Uh, you want to introduce our listeners kind of a little bit more about you, kind of something that maybe you typically don't share? Sure. Uh, Brian Casella. Um, I just turned 32 a couple days ago. Been in the real estate business for a couple years. Before that, I was uh, a basketball player. I played in high school, college, overseas. And uh, because of injuries, I stopped playing. And there was a period where for about a year and a half, probably maybe two years before I got into real estate that I was kind of lost. And I think a lot of people go through this phase. I put all my eggs in one basket and that basket was basketball. And uh, once I had gone from being 10 years old to 25 and only doing basketball, I felt like my life was over, kind of fell like into like a mini depression and everybody was worried about me. And I remember just feeling lost and saying, well, I'm only 25, but I feel like I'm starting all over again. And what really helped me then and still helps me to this day is a lot of people focus on what they don't have. I focused on, okay, I'm this age, I've done this much. There's a certain amount of attributes that I have right now that I've kind of forged and created that are part of my character now that if I take those strengths and I apply them somewhere, I'll have some success. And I started looking and when I looked at real estate and dug a little bit deeper, I said, okay, this is it. I can add my strengths to this and do really, really well. And I saw that. I saw past all the limitations, which we can probably cover here, that a lot of people blind themselves with and said, I'm going to take this thing. I'm going to run with it. And that's what happened. I did well my first year and it kept doing better. And now it's evolved into this huge monster that we call Team BC, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Team BC, we could uh, definitely, it's a na- popular name amongst all, all real estate agents or anybody in the real estate business, that's for sure. And uh, I think with time, it's going to be a normal household name, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, now we're good. That's what we expect. Uh, what else did you do, though? Because I know, you know, eventually uh, you, you didn't just play basketball. You know, you, you, you dibbled and dabbled, you know, into a few other things before that. Um, was there kind of a point that you're like, all right, enough is enough. Uh, I actually want to go out and finally just run the show, do my own thing. Uh, I guess basketball aside. 
Yeah, man, that uh, that like year and a half, two year period where I couldn't really figure it out. Um, I was working little side jobs. I did land a little like marketing job with Honda that was three days a week. It wasn't full time. Other than that, I was going to job interviews because, you know, we're taught, hey, get a job, right? You have a college degree. You have to go work for somebody and work your way up. And I remember actually going to the interviews and I would be in either in the beginning or middle stages of an interview. And in my mind, I was already saying, I'm not going to do this. What am I doing here? This doesn't make any sense. And in some of the interviews, I would stop the guy. I'm like, you know what, man, I appreciate you having me here. I can tell this isn't a fit for me. And I just walk out, dude. And the guys would be like, what's going on? I had some people offer me jobs on the spot. And I still said, nope, not for me. Because in my gut, something was telling me, this isn't for you, man. Like, you're going to be miserable. So, And even working that little job with Honda, mm -hmm. um, I remember one of the big things that stuck out to me was uh, – we had certain people in the workplace, and everybody deals with this. They were so negative. And even before I got into my whole journey, I wasn't a negative person. I was always looking on the bright side of things and doing my best to be positive. And I would just suck in all their negative energy and leave work and be miserable. And it was like the cycle. And after a while, I said, that's it. And that's when I finally pulled the plug and just went 100% into real estate and said, I'm doing this thing. So someone like you that's so high energy and usually – I mean, from what I know, you're super positive and optimistic. You know, obviously you're real as well, though. That that actually was able to affect you? Like yeah, man. That it was? Absolutely, dude. Especially back then. Uh, for people that don't know me more intimately, my whole uh, journey as far as personal development and all that really didn't start until I got into real estate. That's when I really decided to buckle down. Before that, I looked at that subject and said, ah, that's all fluff. You know, you don't really need that. You just have to do stuff like to show up and do it. And I got slapped in the face about one week into real estate because my emotions started getting the best of me and I felt the pressure from the outside. And I said, okay, you know what? I do have to develop myself. But back then when I was working that job, absolutely. I didn't understand it like I do now, but I would leave work scratching my head saying, what the hell is going on, man? Every time I leave work, I feel horrible. I feel terrible. What's going on? And now that I trace it back, I realize it was just transference of energy. But, uh, man, if I had known what I know now back then, uh, it would have been much different. Do you, do you feel like you had to go through all that, though, in order to get to where you're at? Or do you feel like there was some time wasted at any point? Absolutely, man. Uh, I 100% believe that you have to go through it. Uh, I, and we see this. It's become almost cliche, and I'm sure you yeah. can agree, when people tell their story, oh, I was rock bottom, I was broke. But... I tell people, instead of uh, labeling it as cliche, understand that there's a common underlying datum. All of these people were at low points of suffering, whether it's depression, a flat broke, or whatever it is, and hitting the bottom of the barrel, obviously, in all of these cases, triggered something in people. And for me, it was anytime I hit an obstacle or I started having success, I could immediately have a reference to the past where, man, I didn't have money or I didn't have confidence, right? So it would keep me moving forward because that's the first thing we hear is, man, I started this, but it's hard. Well, dude, you know what it's like to not have anything. So it's either you face this obstacle or you go back to not having anything. And I'm not going to go back there. I've been there. I've been a part of that party. I don't like it. I want to move forward and get into the yacht. I don't want to be back in the gutters. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that for me kept my eye on the prize because when the pain comes, which it always will in any business, even in a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Are you going to weather the storm, quote, and get through it, or are you just going to run? Because in my mind, and I think in everybody's mind, it's I go for it, or I, at that point, if I back off and quit, I accept the fact that I'm accepting 
where I was in the beginning. And therefore you can't complain about it. Cause how many people do you know that complain, complain and don't do anything to change it? I, that's, that's, I feel like I just heard you say that, or I heard it somewhere else. Is it, is it possible that was your Facebook status just the, just a couple hours ago about doing something uh, well, right now? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the one I posted a couple hour ago, uh, hours ago was people walk around with this illusion that they believe that they have the next moment or tomorrow. And I said, you just have to start doing stuff now. Stop putting it off for tomorrow, for later, the next day, next year. Just get it done. And I think that mode of action and that mindset will help prevent a lot of this stuff. Because anybody who ever tells you that they have negative self-talk or they're self-destructive or lack confidence – if you look at their lives and you zoom in, they have a lot of what I call downtime, where they're not doing anything. And when you put your mind on autopilot, for most people, that's when it starts going negative and you start creating all these scenarios. So if you're always doing something and, and you're on your schedule and you're doing and you're engaged in activities, the likelihood of you falling into that trap begins to minimize tremendously, man. So what, so I, that's an obvious, really good tip right there. But for a lot of us that actually, like back where I was a year ago, I was sitting in a cubicle, you know, sitting at a big mm -hmm. firm a lot you know yes. it's locked inside an office i guess you can say mm -hmm. how do you get past that because you kind of do just uh, yeah you stay busy but at the same time it's that busy where you're just doing because you gotta do because you're told to do um do you feel like there's a difference there like any tip you would have for that person absolutely because uh, i was in that spot to a certain extent even if somebody's working a nine to five, if you really break down their day, there's a lot of time there that they can still utilize, right? Let's say it's an hour to work and an hour home, and then the eight hour workday, that's 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Well, if you sleep seven, you have five there unaccounted for. And what I did was with those five, I would take one or two to read and study, another one hour to research maybe real estate or something that I was interested in, and then the other two hours was brainstorming now this transition from going from this current job to now starting real estate or the next thing and before you know it very quickly you start making progress and that progress is what keeps you going because you're like man i've only been reading for a week and i feel so much better i now have this plan mm -hmm. steps two uh first two steps are done i only need three more and that's what uh keeps you going because then people will come home and say oh, i don't have any time and then boom they put on netflix it's like dude you're wasting precious time i think even if you have an hour and you just concentrate for an hour, you can do a lot. And I think people have kind of lost that. They think that 30 minutes or an hour isn't a lot, but when you're focused on something, one hour is a tremendous amount of time. Yeah, it's it's tough as well, because sometimes, uh, I, I don't know, it's something I feel strongly about, that somebody's nine to fives and somebody's jobs, they, they just do so much to you and there's so much expected out of you that it sort yeah. of caps you out. You get to a point where you're like, I can't mentally do anything else. And that's why it's so much easier to just turn on that Netflix, right? Yeah. And it's like, how, 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 how do we find that medium or that point or how do we escape that? You know, that's, that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. How that's a process, man. That, that's a complete process. And even the, like, I'm very big on, obviously, uh, linguistics. I've studied it a lot. When somebody says, I can't, you're already shutting off a possible solution. Now, I know you don't mean it that way, but the average person maybe won't say it out loud, mm -hmm. but they're their mind is already programmed to speak to themselves that way. For example, uh, if I say, uh, somebody will say if they're trying to get better at something, like let's say they're not taking enough action, they'll tend to say, okay, okay, Brian, if I'm talking to myself, this is the wrong way to do it, and I'll explain why. Don't be lazy, don't be lazy, don't be lazy. Now this is a little bit more advanced for those of you who don't study linguistics. Mm -hmm. Your mind, is called negation and hypnosis. Your mind can't uh, process don't or no. It's looking for the next thing. 
So when I say don't be lazy, my mind is saying, be lazy, okay, no. Be lazy, no. So I'm now hypnotizing myself to being lazy because I have to keep bringing up being lazy and then cancel it out. Instead, replace that with be proactive, be proactive, be proactive, take more action, take more action. Now, I know a lot of people will listen to that and say, well, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, it is, it is. Because if you really zoom into your thoughts, that's one piece of a big puzzle that is self-incriminating, you can say, or like, I'm destroying myself, it's, it's destructive. And when you start looking into your thoughts, and I learned a lot of this from Tony Robbins, uh, you know, you inspect your thoughts and, and your patterns, you'll realize that it's just peppered with all this stuff. And then you wonder why you feel like you have no energy or you're not motivated or whatever it is. And these little traps, people have become so, I call it being unconscious. You're just floating through your day. You're not even catching what you're telling yourself anymore. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, definitely a real thing. Definitely that's something a lot of us go through. And hopefully, uh, yeah, that's, that, Tony Robbins is definitely someone to check out with that. And um, just just the topic itself is, you know, that's a probably days days of material to go through. Yeah. yeah. What uh? So before you ha- actually hopped in though into real estate, did you? you know, I know you dabbled. You said with with Honda, you dabbled with a few things here and there. Did you? Uh, know you were going to go into real estate? Like, was there something that or you had a calling already for that? Or did you have to kind of experiment with a few different side gigs to get there? Uh, I would say it was more experimenting with side gigs. And then when I started involving myself in real estate, because the way I am is if I'm considering something, I'm not going to take too long, but I'm going to jump in it right away and get a feel for it. So I started asking agents if I could go with them to appointments to meet with clients. I met with a broker. I went there during the day when I had a day off to see the day-to-day operation, but I was looking at it through the filter of who I am and what I bring to the table. Now, I wasn't socially savvy at that time. I wasn't super confident. I wasn't and someone with sales experience. I didn't even own a suit, believe it or not, right? I was a basketball player. I had a wife beater and Jordan shorts on all the time, right? Looked horrible. So I didn't come in with advantages, knowing people, having any connections, but I said, man, with basketball and my dedication, I've forged a good amount of discipline. I know the way I look at stuff. I can spot fundamentals Mm -hmm. and then say, okay, if I can master those fundamentals, I'll do well. So when I looked through that filter at real estate, I said, this is it. This is it. People aren't showing up on time. They show up late. They give, you know, 50% effort. I was like, I'm going to crush it here because of what I can do. Now I have a lot of stuff to learn. Because, of course, when I went to knock or call the first time, I had no idea what I was doing. And I crashed and burned, which is where people will stop. They're like, well, I don't know what to do. But I was like, man, once I get through that and I actually become good, I'm going to kill it. And that's what I did, man. I, I just I looked at it through who I am as an individual, what I bring to the table, and the fact that everything in that industry is learnable. You don't have to be special. Even if you're not a, quote, talker, the talkers actually do worse because they talk too much. Sales isn't about being a talker. It's about asking powerful questions and influencing people, which has nothing to do with being a talker. So I think people, when they look at that subject or that career, like you just asked me, they're not looking at it the right way. They look for all the negatives instead of the positives. Case in point, I get asked, Brian, while I'm 18, can I succeed? Why are you even asking yourself that question? To me, that's ridiculous. I would say I have have 12 years to understand this. If it takes me three years to get good, I'm only 21. Oh, sky's the limit. Let's go. So, I mean, I could talk all day about it, man. But I would say I looked at it through the right set of eyes mm-hmm. and said, this this code here can be cracked because I'm given the tools. I just need to learn the tools, you know? 
Yeah, so, and you've definitely come a long way because now if I do the math, it can't be more than like five years or so that you've been doing this, right? Yes, it hasn't even been five years yet, man. It's been like four years and seven or eight months or something like that. And you're already uh, a name that's been known across the U.S. I mean, last I heard, you were getting uh, requests from uh, North Dakota. Oh, dude, it's everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I've, uh, people don't really know because I don't, I don't like boast about all my accomplishments, yeah. but I've had multiple interviews and articles written about me with Inman News. Mm -hmm. I've spoken with the guys from Million Dollar Listing LA and New York twice already. I mean, I've, I've spoken internationally. I've been at conferences that I got invited to that have not just agents, but big time industry names of real estate, like Toby Salgado and all those guys and uh, uh, Bruce Mulhern. Right. He's like the owner of uh, Brookshire Hathaway Home Services. So I'm on the stage and platform with those guys, not even just agents anymore. So whenever people try to maybe like hate on me, I'm like, dude, you have no idea who you're talking to, man. Like you're, you're trying to take down the World Trade Center. Come on. Okay. And now and now to uh, to pretty much everybody else that's listening out there, the ones that are sitting behind the cubicles where I was a year ago. And they're 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 at the point where they're debating, you know, this is this entrepreneur lifestyle for them. Obviously, you've taken it to the next level. You know, you you are out there. You're definitely you have a presence. You have a presence on YouTube, social media all over. Uh, they're they're debating you know is this for them can they even make it happen can they the entrepreneur lifestyle is not easy you know i as i've already experienced in just one year i've you know it's not that not many people can relate to you i'm sure you know that you know there's a lot that's happening that not many people can just talk to you about is this something that is for everybody you know what should they think about before they make this leap well, that's a great question man and my answer would be no it's not for everybody can a lot of people have success with it sure but I always tell people, look at uh, nature, for example, right? Not everybody is the predator. Now, uh, eagles fly alone, right? There's so many little quotes that I can give you. Um, I'm okay, maybe, quote, suffering or having that uncertainty of maybe not getting that next check in the beginning, knowing that I'm working for BC, Team BC, than me working for Bob down the street just to get that guaranteed paycheck of 500 a week or two. That is ultimately what's most important to me. If you have an idea, you have a concept, you want to go for a certain career, and you're willing to die for it, then absolutely, entrepreneurship is for you. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for the safe route, you know, uh, you, you're not too adept to taking risks, then I would say entrepreneurship isn't for you. But it really comes down to people who are in the current situation and say, I'm bigger than this, I want more than this. If that's you, then I think you have that seed of entrepreneurship. If you don't and you're happy, which there's nothing wrong with making 50, 60, 70, $80,000 and being happy, then, you know, keep going in your lane. Not everybody is born to be a lion or a tiger or an eagle or whatever it is. We have to have the broad spectrum of everything. So when people ask me that, mm -hmm. I think deep down inside they know. It's just they want us to, like, give them some sort of confirmation. You know, like, you know, like, if my story motivates you, like, man, this guy built an empire, I'm going to do it too, good, then that's in you too. Because that's what I always tell people, man. I say, if they watch you or me, and they're inspired, like, man, that, that's awesome, I wanna do it too, that that right there indicates that you have that within you too. Because there's other people who watch me and say, this, guy, this guy's a dick, I would never wanna do what he does. Cool, then obviously what I do doesn't resonate with you, you're probably not gonna do the same thing. And, and you bring up your story, that's something I wanted to talk about, that's something that just blinked my mind not long ago, not, not, not too long ago. Your story is something that you, you're really, you have a lot of pride with, you know, you actually documented a lot of it, as you're doing it from the beginning, you know, till now. 
And then, you know, you have all these, you have the coaching sessions now, you have all types of uh, amazing content online. So if anybody wants to find more about that, the main spot to go to is briancasella.com. And yeah, that's, uh, my, that's my website, man. But if you just type in my name, you'll find my YouTube, my Instagram, it's at Brian Casella. Yeah. But if you really want that, that like three, four five year ago documentation of the journey, probably mostly Facebook and YouTube, because even on YouTube, you can go watch my old videos that are like a minute long with the black bars on the side. Like they're horrible. I have my suit that doesn't fit. I have my braces on my little name tag from going door to door. Uh, I did that because when I got in, I, I didn't see anybody else doing it. And I said, man, I guarantee you there's a lot of people who want to do it with me or like me, but they feel like there's nobody that can relate to or nobody who's going through the same thing. So I knew it would be popular because number one, people are too scared to do it. Number two, people are looking for that that person or that thing that they feel they can identify with. Why else do people latch on so much to uh, teams like sports teams? They want to identify with a group. So I said, I can create a group of Team BC or like a little nation of young salespeople, real estate people, whatever you want to call it. And that can be the collective group that people can identify into, which is why it's even more important to demonstrate your true character. So when people buy into the the, the nation or the group, they know exactly what they're buying into. It's not some fairy tale fake thing. It's you like me or you don't like me. There's no like in between, right? So if you come in, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. And that's something you uh, you've told me before, and something I heard, something about being yourself. Oh man, why, why does that why does that really hit me? Because uh, th- that's something you couldn't be more you know behind. And tell us yeah. why. Well, we, we know, like when we go out, for example, and we interact with people. Oh, hey, how are you? Da da da. Like we already know we're putting on that fake social mask. And I think people are on the inside. A lot of people are screaming or dying to just come out. Right now, I'm not saying we all become renegades and just start, you know, breaking the law. That's not what I mean. I mean, actually calling things as they are, for example, not telling little white lies to people, not being so socially constrained where now I can even express my idea because I'm afraid that other people are not going to agree with it. Right. Uh, And I felt like that was lacking, especially in the sales and real estate industry. Everybody was too uptight. And then behind closed doors from those same people that play the perfect image, I'm hearing different stories. And I said, you know what? It's time to to break that wall down, right? And and I'll do it. And in the beginning, I got a tremendous amount of backlash, but mm-hmm. people didn't know the foundation that I was standing on, right? And as time went on, uh, people were saying, man, this kid's not going away. And when you start, I tell people, when you start having success and you start demonstrating that you're the real deal, then the attacks begin to wane and they stop. And it'll just be more like, oh, I don't like that guy. That's fine. You won't get attacked. They'll just say, I don't like it. And I'm okay not being liked. And that's what everybody listening, you need to be okay with not being liked. Not everybody's going to like you. If everybody likes you, my mindset is I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Why does everybody like me, right? I want people that uh, that don't like me that are against me. And if you guys haven't read the book Primal Branding, that's one of the philosophies in there, right? You got to have the, I think they call them the pagans, the non-believers. That's what it's talking about. And so I take pride in it. And when you look at it from that perspective, now somebody who doesn't agree with me or doesn't like me, I get excited. I don't get all defensive. Like, oh my God, somebody doesn't like me. Uh, it's just part of the game, man. And I was like that too for a while. And it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't kind of until recently that I started kind of thriving on that. And when, when me and you talked the first time, I, uh, it definitely hit home with me. So that's some good stuff. I hope everybody really uh, takes that in right there. 
Uh, that's that's some exclusive boss to boss content right there from Brian Casella. Everybody, that's at Brian Casella. If you want to see more, but right now you survive the first part of the interview. Rantada to our listeners' favorite part. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. <laughs> so right now, this is the part where you only get five seconds to answer each question. You can, okay. You can elaborate in uh, with every answer. But five seconds to at least answer something, uh, spit something out, whatever it is. We don't want you to think too much into it. And okay. we're, you know, if anything, if you don't answer, my producer Steve, he's known as uh, Guido the Leg Breaker. He comes out, he comes out from the back. I don't know what he does. I, I, I still like my legs, so I, you know, let, let's let's just let's just keep it at that. For sure. <laughs> All right. Your favorite book. Think and Grow Rich. That's a very common theme on this show. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? Basketball. How would you dribble it, though? I'll figure it out. Who is or has been your greatest on, uh, mentor? Uh, Kobe Bryant. Is entrepreneurism a fad? Yes. Is voice the future, specifically podcasts? No. How do you drink your coffee? I don't drink coffee. How do you drink your tea? Warm. Is there a specific kind of tea you drink? Green tea. Do you mix anything with it? No. Is there a brand that you prefer over other brands? Yerba Mate. It's Spanish. All right. That, that will be noted if I ever see you. And if we're ever having a little chat, we'll get that tea for you. It'll be ready. Okay. <laughs> Is there something you consume every day? Uh, some kind of some kind of product specifically? Uh, everything besides tea, food, drink, something very specific that you need every day that makes you different, that makes you who you are. Uh, well, probably a banana. That's what I eat the most consistently, one or two a day. Is there a specific brand? Uh, Chiquita, I think it's the lady with the little thing on her head. And do you just eat them plain? Like we, we, we want we want you to dissect how you eat the banana. Do you eat it plain? Do you cut it up? Do you smash it up? Plain. I just rip it open and boom, I eat it. Three, four bites, done. All right, all right. And do you ever wear white socks with black shoes? Never. Is that a big no-no or what do you think? That's the biggest no-no on the planet. All right. Well, you survived the round. I'm still here. My legs are here. You're there. We're good. Um, uh, we definitely want you to elaborate on a couple of these. Why? Sure. Why are why are the white socks or black shoes a no no? I mean, some of us some of us just just do it, right? And why? Why can't we? Well, from what I know on the uh, what I've learned from imagology, one of my friends, Pablo, he is an imagologist and it breaks the science of image to do that. It's just the wrong thing to do. I don't know the specifics, but based on that, it's wrong. So I just go with that. Entrepreneurism, a fad. You said yes. Yes, because what they're being sold on is not what it's actually like. Right. What I mean by that is. They're sold the quick, do this, do that, work from home, here's the quick little pill, mm-hmm. when they don't realize all of the mental work that has to go behind it, all of the consistency, and running a real business and dealing with people. They think, I can just come here, click a button, sell something, I make $1,000 a day, and that's wrong. Even the guys that are doing that have been doing it for years through a lot of trial and error. 
Nobody just woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to sell this product. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm making $10,000 a day. So I meant it in the sense that what's being sold specifically today mm-hmm. is not the, the whole story. I think they're just giving you one piece to a puzzle. That's a great way to put it. Uh, definitely a lot of people, there's a lot of you know backlash with that question. There's a lot going on there. Um, all right. Well, where, where can we catch you next? Is there like any events coming up anywhere that we could be on kind of on the lookout? Like if, if the listener wants to find out more about you uh, besides your social media and your website, is there some sort of event, some kind of promotion, anything going on? Uh, let's see. I'm doing a, an event at my office and live streaming it the 30th. Uh, I'm speaking on the East Coast. I have three speaking gigs later this year, September, October, and November. I don't have all the details on those yet. I'm starting up my own podcast because I had one with a friend. Uh, he started his own. Now I'm going to start my own. Haven't put a name to it yet, so that's to be announced. I um, mean, other than that, uh, what I've been pr- promoting is my Modern Success program, which is a it's a subscription service, monthly subscription service where I do a lot of video teaching, lectures, Q and A's on all kinds of topics, man, entrepreneurship, sales, real estate, mindset, confidence, body language, right? NLP, hypnosis, all that crazy stuff. Hmm. Uh, I've really been pushing that. I'm getting anywhere from five to 10 new members every week. It's just really, yeah, I have, I think I finally broke a hundred. I think Uh, it's a very powerful program. That's what I push. And it's the best way for people to get close to me. It's not quite one-on-one, but it's the closest people can get to me as far as if they want personal attention from me to teach them. Awesome. And, and uh, so congratulations, 100. That's huge. And also that brings me up. Congratulations uh, on your late birthday, I guess. It was yesterday, right? Thanks, dude. Yeah, 23rd. 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 Uh, so if the listeners do want to find out more about this uh, mentoring program, is that just all on your website? Yeah, they can go to briancasella.com. And then if they go on the coaching tab, mm-hmm. they'll see it's called Modern Success. Okay, it's definitely. Right there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure the listeners will uh, definitely be, but definitely will be checking that out after this interview. Definitely uh, want to know more about you. Uh, you got some closing closing thoughts? Anything you kind of want to leave us with? Uh, finish off with? Um, yeah. To the the viewers, I would just say pick something and run with it. You know, too many people are dabbling a little bit here, a little bit there. You got to pick one thing and just go all in. Right. Uh, that's what I did. You're gonna be told you can't do it, and uh, I would just say. Pick one thing and go, right? Uh, just take action. The more you're in action, the more you're going to be able to slip and fall and learn. If you never take action, you never make the mistakes that are necessary to succeed. Mistakes and quote, failure, I don't like that word, but I'll say it in this context, it's necessary for you to succeed. If we're talking calls or going door to door, I have quote failed more times than 99.9% of people will actually attempt. And that's why I'm where I'm at. Awesome. That, that was that was greatly put. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on, Brian Casella, everybody, at Brian Casella or BrianCasella.com. Be sure to check him out. And uh, well, it was a pleasure, man. We'll definitely be talking again soon. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit BossedToBoss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two, Boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>